right, welcome into the podcast. I'm Brett. I'm Dorian. And we got some nerd news for you. As always, we have the nerd news. So what we're going to be talking about is uh, CD Projekt's futures, uh, sorry, future plans to, uh, you know, make games and survive. Uh, we get, we're going to be talking about uh, the new Space Jam, a new legacy trailer, Netflix buying uh, Knives Out 2 and 3. But to kick things off, Black Adam has a release date. So it's going to be hitting uh, movie yep. theaters uh, July 29th, 2022. So we're a little, a little over a year out. So what are you thinking on this one here? I mean, um, I, it, it's fine, I guess. I, it's kind of weird looking at like their slate. Most of their movies don't come out till 2022 or beyond. Right. Um, so, I mean, cool I, that we got a release date, but release dates in my head right now aren't really a thing. Like they don't exist as they we'll really, talk about later. They really don't. So. We'll, yeah. I mean, not in this day and age when it comes to movies. Now, uh, we've been hearing about this movie for such a long time. Like I was reading an article yeah. online uh, a couple of days ago about like the timeline from when this movie actually got announced. Apparently it even got announced like, like, you know, late two thousands or something like that. And the rock was su- supposedly involved during that time too. And then, you know, it's just been on the back burner mm-hmm. for so long. And so at this point, I won't believe that it's actually happening and actually real until we get a trailer, you know, actually some footage here, yeah. something. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's it's fair to say that, especially uh, DC canceling films and whatnot, which we'll get to. But yeah, uh, I don't think they'll cancel this because it's got the rock attached. And I, I'm, I'm sure he's deep in the involvement of it, maybe like an executive producer as well with how much he's been, you know, selling the movie basically or trying to. So we'll see, but sure. Uh, and good news, right? The Witcher has wrapped filming. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're done. Um, they're done, uh, filming COVID, um, you know, delayed it a little bit, but by and large they're done. So I'm guessing that we are going to be seeing, this probably towards the end of the year, like maybe November, December, kind of like how the first season was somewhere around there. And I feel like this is something that Netflix kind of does need at this point, because I mean, here's the thing. Netflix is still top dog when it comes to the streaming services. No question about it, but they lost the office the beginning of this year. I mean, they do have Cobra Kai. They do have stranger things and they also have the Witcher, but, but you know, some of the, big stuff that people wanted or watched like the most on their platforms is now gone. So I think they have to bolster their library in order for them to actually, you know, continue to be the top dog. At least that's, that's how I see it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't really watch the show, so can't comment or speculate, but I know this is a big one for them. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Yep. All right, so DC cancels New Gods in the Trench, which just by name alone, I didn't think these movies were going to happen because it didn't really make any sense. Like, why would you do the Trench right. movie and not have... Like, why would you just explain that in, like, Aquaman 2 or 3 
Like we don't need a whole movie about right. it. It seems kind of dumb, but and then New Gods, I I never right. followed that storyline at all in the comics, so I don't even know what that's about. To be honest, is that yeah, like I mean, a? It's it's essentially you know, New Genesis and Apocalypse and stuff like that. Oh, so okay, like I got you. And, yeah, you know that one dude. It would, I guess, I'm guessing it would uh, serve as like. Kind of an origin story to like maybe Dark Side or something like that here. Um, Who's which, the dude from I mean, Just, the Justice League show? Who's the dude from the Justice League show that wears all the red I, and like has like the silver? Oh, I think that's Orion. Like I think that's Orion. I'm pretty sure that's Orion. He's I New Genesis, right? He is New Genesis. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, honestly, go. yeah. I mean the the trench uh, part in Aquaman uh, or Aquaman. Uh, I think that was like probably the best part yes, of that movie. Ag- I mean, Agua. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it was like such a great part to the point where it needed a full, de- fully dedicated movie here, you know? Um, right. Yeah. But now I figured this was going to happen. DC basically announces a new movie almost every week, you know, and quite to yeah. be be uh quite honest with you i forgot they even uh had a new gods movie you know in the works just because it's been so long since we've heard anything about this here and dc as a whole i think is maybe scrambling a little bit on trying to figure out what they want to do just in the wake of uh the snyder cut because now there's support for the snyderverse to be restored and technically they're not like super yeah. deep in to like you know rebooting their uh their uh their universe to where they could potentially uh restore the Snyderverse and make it canon i don't know so yeah, at this that's point definitely a possibility with it's the a, mov- the movies that have been coming out because like you got wonder woman who didn't take place on the current timeline it's in the past and then right. that's really the only other thing beyond like an Aquaman movie, which doesn't affect it at all because it's a prequel almost kind of, or no, was it a prequel? Yeah, it well, was like, it kind takes of place like, after. no, it was a sequel, but did it, it didn't really affect anything else. So, I right. mean, they're in a good spot where if they want to do that, it's totally viable. Yeah, no, it is. So we will see. I mean, I'm at this <clears throat> I mean, at this point in time, it, it'll it'll be interesting to see how this play this whole thing plays out. Which you know, we'll probably get to a little bit more uh, in a minute when we talk about the Batman. But yeah. Okay. Well, uh, uh, you know, we have some delays coming, as you guys could expect. About every week, we talk about movies that have been delayed. And honestly, Dorian, I I don't know about you, but it's been getting really ridiculous lately as far as what these delays are. And I I don't get them at all. Um, So the Mm -hmm. few we're going to be talking about right now are Uncharted, Venom 2, Mortal Kombat, uh, to be specific. And so Venom Let There Be Carnage is now coming out September 24th, which is a week after its initial, well, its, its most current release date, I guess. All of these have been pushed back a week, which right. I think is very odd. So you got Uncharted coming out February eighteenth, twenty twenty two, and then Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. which was supposed to come out really soon, is now delayed another week to April twenty third. Now, uh, 
I don't get it, but and then you put down here, uh, Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. Uh, the Resident Evil reboot movie is delayed three months. So, yeah, dude, I don't yeah. know what they're doing. I think they forgot so, how, to, how to put out movies. I mean, here's the thing. It's like the Resident Evil one. I kind of understand just because it's like, okay, maybe you're just unsure of like what the landscape is looking like. And, sure. you know, three months is a decent amount of time for things to change. A week is not a lot of time for something to change. So I don't get it. I, I really don't get why Mortal Kombat, Uncharted, and Venom, for whatever reason, they think that, you know, give them a week, they're going to be, you know, in a better spot. I'm not entirely sure. I don't, I especially don't understand the uh, uh, Mortal Kombat movie because that's literally in right around the corner. Two weeks. Yeah, it was in two weeks. Now we got three weeks, which is fine, but I just don't get it. Yeah. I mean, as long as we actually get these movies for a change and not having to, like, you know, wait, like, forever, I'm okay with it. I mean, if this is, like, if this is, like, roughly where the the buck (sighs) is going to stop, but that's the problem nowadays is, like, you have no idea where things are going to stop, where or whatnot i mean heck i mean who knows if like a quiet place uh gets delayed because i think that's supposed to come out what next month right is it i want to say it comes out i forgot to be honest yeah yeah i mean i don't have tv so i never see trailers beyond what they already release in it and we only have that first trailer from what i'm remembering um uh for a quiet place too but i don't know speaking of trailers uh, Space Jam, A New Legacy got its first trailer, and it looks okay. Not great, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, this was a very, like, meh trailer. I mean, granted, yeah. here's the thing. Space Jam, product of its time. You know, yeah, you totally. had Michael Jordan. Uh, this was kind of in the wake of... Uh, who framed Roger Rabbit, you know, uh, that kind of thing yeah. here where like you had movies uh, kind of experimenting with the whole, you know, 2D and live action format. So, um, so I mean, yeah. And I mean, for a lot of people who grew up with this, like you and me, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of a classic here for the most part. But um yeah. One of the things that I was not expecting from this is like they looks like they are really kind of leaning into like the Ready Player One thing where you have just a bunch of like, you know, mm-hmm. Warner Brother properties representation. Like I saw like a Game of Thrones uh, tease in there. I saw the Iron Giant, yeah, the dragon. King Kong. It's yeah. like it's like uh, I thought this was like Looney Tunes. Like, why is this all, you know, taking place here? So. I mean, it's not like the Looney Tunes don't have no enough char- enough characters to you know support the cast or whatever. But yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm I'm just kind of I'll just watch it probably casually on HBO Max when it comes out. But that's probably gonna be about it, really. Yeah, I mean, I'll check it out, but I don't have a whole. I'm not super confident in it's gonna be a good product, so. Neither. But yeah, I. definitely got a uh, Ready Player One vibes when it came to like the characters and all that stuff. So, 
Um, we did get some news on the Batman, which we were kind of speculating and trying to figure out like, okay, is this Batman going to be on a whole separate thing? Like, how is this going to fit into right. the DCEU? So it's taking place on Earth 2, mm-hmm. which is going to be separate from the DCEU for now. For now. Yeah. I mean, Flashpoint movie could change things up. I mean, because uh, for a while there, it kind of seemed like maybe this was going to be essentially, uh, you know, in some way, shape or form, replacing uh, Ben Affleck's Batman here. And, you know, I mean, it would make sense seeing how this was originally supposed to be a Ben Affleck movie where he fought Deathstroke here. But now it's you know right uh completely changed um yeah i mean at least we got an answer for for now you know mhm yeah uh yeah for now that's that's the key and i think uh with the, like i said with the flashpoint movie that was on the horizon but now that you got the Snyder cut being success- successful it's hard to it's hard to tell what they're gonna do with it uh, in the future, but we'll see what happens. I'm just glad we're still getting a Batman movie. Um, yeah. So uh, the Kenobi cast has been revealed. So you guys obviously know we had a couple people that were signed to the project. The main two being uh, Ewan McGregor and Hay- Hayden Christensen reprising their roles as Obi Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader. Uh, but they just kind of came out and and showed us like. Hey, here's who else is going to be on this project. Um, so it's going to have uh, Moses Ingram. Joel Edgerton's coming back. We know, obviously, who he's going to play. Um, and then uh, Bonnie Pace, uh, Kumal Nanjani, and which he's been, he's all over D- Disney right now. He's like, he's in uh, Marvel's Eternals. Yeah, he's and in he's also, Yeah, and he's also going to be in this now. So he's just killing it. Uh, Indira Varma, yeah. Rupert Friend, uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr., who uh, that's uh, Ice Cube's son, um, Sung King, okay, and then some Simone Kessel and Benny Safdie. I mean, I don't know most of these people, except obviously Joel yeah. Edgerton, who played uh, <clears throat> uh, Uncle uh, Lars, and uh, uh, yeah, and uh, the. The prequels. Uh, I'm just, I was blanking. He was. I want to say he was in Attack of the Clones and he was in Revenge of the Sith, right? Because he was in that a couple scenes. Uh, I, yeah, he was. In, def- I think he was in both. definitely Attack of the. Yeah, he, and he was in the last Attack scene the for clone, uh, for Revenge of the Sith clones, when uh when Obi Wan dropped off Luke. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Joel yeah, Joel's coming was, back yeah. as uh as uh. Is it? I'm I'm totally spacing right now. Uncle it Lars. is Uncle Lars, right? Yeah. Um, and then Aunt Baru. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, no, no, if... no, 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 uh, no. Uncle Owen. Uncle Owen. Uncle Lars Owen. was his dad. Yeah, that's right. Um, so Uncle yeah. Owen and Aunt Baru. Uh, so I don't. I didn't. T- I didn't pay close attention for the female castings. I don't know. I'm sure she was in there somewhere, or they might recast her. I don't really know, but. Uh, Uncle Owen, uh, yeah. sorry about that. Yeah, I was just thinking of Lars the whole time. But uh, yeah, so yeah. we know at least who he's going to play. No idea who the rest is going to play, if they're going to even, you know, if there's going to be people on uh, Tatooine or if they're going to, if it's going to expand beyond there, like who knows at this point. But uh, I'm guessing some of them are going to be Inquisitors. They kind of have to be, I think. I think that, that this show is going to 
have to encapsulate something like that in order for there to be any action components to this at all. Because, like, why else have a Jedi in a at movie? At least lightsaber on lightsaber. Right. Yeah. At least lightsaber on lightsaber action here. Yeah, I mean, because, um, like, what else yeah, are you going to do? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, well, I mean, especially considering how Disney has been willing to go along with, like, Dave Filoni's vision of the Star Wars universe, you know, with the Mandalorian and having Ahsoka have her own show. Bad Batch is getting its own show. I wouldn't be surprised Which, if... Which, yeah, news more. about... They had some news about that. That's going to be a 70-minute uh, first episode or something like that, I think. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, but yeah, in all honesty, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, heck, even the inquisitors were in, um, um, fall Jedi fallen order here. So, so it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if, uh, you know, some of Filoni's, um, uh, ideas come to fruition in this show. Um, I mean, in terms of the casting, cool, I guess. I mean, most of these people, I don't know who they are, but you know, I mean, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Um, something that's happening, Russell Crowe's in Love and Thunder, or Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, and it's just going to be a cameo, so who cares, Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but I thought it was going to yeah. be, especially when you're casting someone like Russell Crowe, like, is it going to be bigger? You know, what kind of characters could he play? All that stuff, but... right. Well, and I mean, we'll see. Uh, I mean, granted, you know, this is the same movie that's going to have, uh, you know, Mark or sorry, not Mark, uh, Matt Damon and uh, and uh, Liam Hemsworth in it as like more mo- more likely than not cameo appearances. So, I mean, I think they're just kind of doing the this is the same thing. But I mean, ultimately, I mean, I really don't care about this news all that much unless uh, he was going to be a main character of some sort. That's just my feelings on it. Right. Yeah, I get that. Uh, the Ayer cut is on the horizon, everyone. It's going to happen. Social media has been going crazy with this. Um, you know, so here's what David, David I'm, I'm going to paraphrase what David Ayer came out and said in an interview recently, but he said he made an amazing movie that got ripped to shreds. Says the movie uh, scared the studio and they wanted something more like Deadpool because Deadpool was really popular at the time. But that it just wasn't that movie. And so with that being said, you know, with the Snyder cut release, I can only I can almost see this happening um, because of the great reception they got for the Snyder cut. Uh I mean, I'll watch it if if it comes out on HBO Max, I guess. But if it's four hours long, I ain't watching it. Um, That's the that's the place to put it here for the most part. But I mean, yeah, you know, I kind of feel like I mean, I think we've discussed uh, this topic before about like David Ayer's uh, Suicide Squad or whatever here, the Ayer cut. I mean you look at the first trailer of the, uh, of the suicide or suicide squad. I can't say the suicide squad because that's a different movie. Um, yep. It's a very different tone than what we got in the, in the, like the following trailers and the other, uh, 
and in the actual movie itself. Yeah. However, and, and there was tons of reshoots. There was, yes. However, um, you know, the Suicide Squad, this movie got announced pretty much off the success of Guardians of the Galaxy. And I, I always figured like, okay, that's what the studio is going for. This is what this is the movie that they're wanting to make. So I'm kind of I am kind of skeptical on like him saying that, oh, this is like a you know what not what the studio originally had in mind. I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. I, I, I am kind of taking that a little bit with a grain of salt. And plus, I mean, let's be honest here. Do we really want like more screen time with Jared Leto as a Joker? I personally don't. I don't either. Um, <laughs> and that, that I guess was a huge part that did get cut was the whole Joker storyline. So if that's pretty much what I'm assuming will be that. And then just pacing tonality could change. Um, yeah. We'll see. I don't, I don't, yeah, it is what it is at this point, but I think it'll happen. I'm just not the, the most excited about it. So, yeah. I, I don't, uh, I don't really think you can here, to be honest with you. Yeah. But, uh, good news for me specifically, uh, Netflix, Netflix buys Ryan Johnson. Uh, so Netflix has bought the rights to Knives Out two and three. For a measly four hundred and fifty million dollars, uh, you know, pretty crazy as far as the number goes. Uh, I know it, this was yeah. a big, this was a big hit at the box office from what I'm from what I'm remembering. Um, yeah, it was. You know, I, yeah, I looked up the numbers on that. Uh, it was so the, the movie's budget, I think, was around like forty million. Yeah. It made about three hundred and thirty million worldwide. So. I mean, so it makes sense actually, then for Netflix to be like, "Come on over here." Yeah, well, I mean, you get if if uh, these movies are like three hundred and thirty million a piece, Netflix is actually kind of getting a deal here, so, like theoretically. So yeah, they'll they'll hopefully profit a couple hundred million. But uh, I like this move honestly. I think this is a movie that can totally be enjoyed at home, and it doesn't change. Um kind of the feel of the movie it's not a superhero movie obviously i just think the big thing for two and three are going to be casting because the the thing i like honestly the best and i'm glad daniel craig's going to be the kind of that character that kind of stands he's in all of them i'm I'm guessing uh he's going to be the link yeah and so i'm just hoping they get good uh pieces around that to make it a really solid movie um so Yeah. yeah i'm i'm excited uh We'll see what happens, but that that's a that's a pretty cool thing to know that we're gonna get two more movies in that little universe. So, Dorian, are you excited yeah, to go I to mean, San Diego Comic Con? Uh, oh, sorry. Well, yeah. Let me let me uh, just kind of finish my uh, yeah. thoughts on Knives Out real quick. I mean, yeah, it's uh, I I'm actually I am actually surprised by this move and the price of it as well. Here, I mean, at least initially I was. Um, the reason why I'm surprised by this uh, this move by uh, by Ryan Johnson is just because the first Knives Out was you know in theaters and I figured like they would try to continue with that trend, but I mean heck if uh, they come out on Netflix I'll watch them and you know it, one of the benefits to this here is you know seeing how 
it's going to be a murder, like, you know, mystery movie, possibly murder mystery movie, a lot of moving pieces. It'll have some rewatchability here. So as opposed to like having to go back to the theater to see it, you can just, um, just hit the replay button on Netflix and you're pretty much good to go here and kind of see like all the little things that like, okay, that's what this was all about. And that's what that was all about type of thing here, as opposed to having to pony up the extra cash, but I digress. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, are you excited to go to San Diego comic-con in person? Tell me more. Uh, (laughs) So uh, Comic-Con's getting kind of moved back a little bit, which delays, you know. Uh, It's taking place Thanksgiving weekend this year, and they're wanting to have an in-person event to simulate, or sorry, to stimulate local economy as well as their own revenue uh, in hopes to get them to a 2022. So uh, at least from the way I read these articles that I was looking up, if they don't have an in-person one, Sandy, the Comic Con's dead almost. That's 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 what it's seeming really? like right now. Oh uh, well, it said it, it said to get wow. them to twenty twenty two. So it's like, okay, well you got to think, dude. Like, there's a lot of money to be made in the Comic Con scene. So it's kind of, I yeah. I mean, how do you how do you go for a whole year basically without Comic Cons and still try to keep it afloat? Now I don't know who puts this on. I don't know the company. Uh, I don't know if they're actually in financial trouble. Right. This is just me uh, extrapolating information from the article I read. I could have read it wrong, but it sounded like they're really pushing hard for an in-person uh, event so that they can st- stimulate the local businesses. And then at the end of that, they said, as well as their own revenue. So to get them to a 2022. So yeah. I'm I'm almost certain. And New York's also looking at the at an in-person event. So... Um, you know, as long as you got your passport to get you in places, you know, you should, uh, it might, it might be okay. Uh, but you gotta have yeah, your papers. Your, your so vaccine passport. Yeah. You gotta have your papers. Yeah. Yeah. Which I won't. Yep. So. What a world we live in here. Yeah. <laughs> we live, we live in a society. Um, no, I said papers. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. But we w- we won't uh we won't make that comparison because we might get canceled by Disney if we yeah, do. Yeah, we'll get canceled. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that's very true. So yeah, um, yeah. No, this is a good sign uh, that these companies are looking to do something sooner rather than later. You know, these in person large yeah. gatherings and all that. I'm I'm about it. Um, I mean, I did not. I had no idea that the company that puts on Comic-Con or like runs it or blah, 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 that they may be, they may be struggling a little bit, which I'm like, wow, that's kind of a surprise to me. But yeah, if, uh, if that's the case, hopefully they can, uh, hopefully they can, uh, get the ball rolling and get, get back on their feet and just kind of continue to go on because I mean, you know, Comic Con's kind of a staple nowadays in the nerd culture. So you know, it's where you get the the biggest trailers, the biggest news, you know, all that stuff here. Yeah, no, that's where all this stuff breaks. That you know, sometimes we have that in New York, but it's mostly San Diego Comic Con where all the big stuff gets released. 
Um, I'm guessing this won't happen just because these are in pretty staunch towns when it comes to uh, COVID regulations. Yeah, so I can't see them having it in New York or San Diego unless there was... I don't know. I just don't see it happening personally. Unless it was a limited event where it's like like certain hours you're allowed to come in and then you have to go out and let other people in. You know, they could discount the prices to get in and you know, you go in for a couple hours, try to knock out as much stuff as you can. It's like a ride at Disneyland and then you can get back in line if you want. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't feel like that format really works for Comic-Con because you know, you're going to have like you know, so many panels here and it's like, yeah, well, no, yeah. And I'm, I was thinking through that, I guess, like you can, they'd have to have like a pre sign up almost like, Hey, uh, pretty much and, like they'd have to do something like that. So I don't know, like who knows? We could be, could everything, everything could be back to normal by uh, April 19th or whatever it was that Biden said. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. So, but yeah, so if you got your papers, you can head on into the Comic Cons. But other than that, I don't see it happening. So let's talk about what's going on yeah. with CD Project Red because who's running their company? That's what I want to know. Because it sounds like they're making some moves that are just beyond me. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean that's uh, that's putting it lightly. So uh, basically, I guess uh, over. Over the week, uh, CD Projekt Red had a shareholders meeting, so they were talking about what the future uh, plans for the company were going to look like. So for one, let's uh, start with uh, the multiplayer on Cyberpunk. If you were banking on that, you might need to get your money back because uh, they are saying now that the multiplayer for Cyberpunk will probably either be delayed or just straight up canceled, which I'm like, that's uh that's doing some people dirty uh and then they uh talked about uh the witcher 3 will be getting a uh ps5 and xbox uh series x version in late 2021 which i'm like okay i mean i guess that makes sense you kind of need to boost your revenue after taking a couple of l's uh you know fairly recently and uh yeah they also have recently announced that their strategy starting 2022 is to be working on cyberpunk games and witcher games simultaneously. So they'll have like two teams set up and they also talked about, uh, cyberpunk, you know, possibly returning to, uh, the PlayStation store because it's been a hundred days since it's, uh, since it's been on the PlayStation store. And they basically said that, that's in Sony's ballpark now for them to make the decision on, which I'm like, okay. I mean, I know they just put out their patch and apparently it's supposed to fix a lot of things, but I, I still haven't heard whether or not like it's officially fixed now, at least at this point in time, but I don't know, man. I mean, this, I mean, so this is my thoughts on it. So rather than uh, working on the game that you overpromised and underdelivered on you are now completely switching gears and kind of sounds like you're abandoning like some of your plans for making this game better i mean good luck you know i mean that's uh yeah. 
Yeah. I think that's a good, a surefire way to dig your own grave here. I mean, because uh, you remember No Man's Sky when it came out? Uh, it was like years ago. Like oh, how? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was very underwhelming at launch, but then uh, the developers stuck with it. They start, they actually made the improvements, actually, you know, de- started delivering on the promises that they made. And now there's like an actual community around No Man's Sky that's actually kind of growing. Mm-hmm. But so I was kind of figuring like maybe that might be happening to cyberpunk, but if this is like your strategy, then I think, you know, you, any goodwill that you were trying to buy back, you're probably not going to get at this point. Um, and the other thing about this too, is I think w- in the wake of this news, it's going to be harder to trust CD project red because they literally spent five years on, you know, focusing their development on cyberpunk their whole their whole team their whole the whole company and they are still that game is still not done so you're going to tell me now yeah. you, you're feeling confident enough to develop two games at once yeah yeah but, i don't know so i mean decisions like this this is what makes a company go under. I mean, and it, it sucks because I mean, I want to see more Witcher games. I think they're they have a lot of potential as a company. They've shown that they can make, you know, some pretty banger games, but they got to make they got to start making some better business decisions and actually ship their games when they're done. End of story. Right. Yep. Speaking of end of story, Mario's dead. Um, As the internet has proclaimed. Uh, Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, uh, Mario 3D All-Stars and the Mario Battle Royale game are no longer available for purchase. Uh, It was a limited run for the 35th anniversary of Mario, which is just, it's a weird concept, but I think they wanted to create like a collector's item, essentially, but... uh, you know, and and it makes sense. They gave us three months to go get our copies, and uh, so currently the secondary market is kind of getting nuts. We got you know games going for about eighty dollars, so twenty dollars over sticker price, uh, and some current listings are anywhere from seventy to ten thousand dollars. So seventy dollars to ten thousand, which yeah. I, I think is hilarious, but probably people just trolling. Yeah. Uh, or someone who's completely out of touch and thinks that he's the only one with a sealed copy of Super Mario 3D All Stars, but yeah, I don't yeah, know. I hate to break to you, buddy, but I, th- I feel like there's a lot of sealed copies at this point. In oh time yeah, out there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I remember having that conversation with you about like, like, dude, if you're looking to like you know flip something, this is probably one you should be looking at flipping. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but no, no, Regu- yeah, I, regular I still as have a sealed copy. So, right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, regular as clockwork, people. You know, this is this is just. Um, it was literally a day after the day after, and people started just scalping pretty hard. So, right, I mean, you know, it's the supply and demand. You know, the supply is down, so the demand is high. So, yeah, it's you know, it's it's not rocket science. No, in you know America, basically capitalism. I love it. Uh, but 
I know for this game specifically, like I could understand if there was like a limited run and it got sold out all at once. Kind of how I feel about PS5 and stuff right now. Like the scalpers are kind of pissing me off when it comes to that because we haven't even got the opportunity to get it where you got you had three three months to go and get Mario. So I really don't have any remorse for the people trying to get it now. Um because yeah. they had three months to get the job well, done and purchase it. Well, more than three months because it, this came out in September, so it's been. Six oh yeah, so it's been here. six. Well, so, yeah, so they, yeah, it's been they longer. Had double the time. Yeah, it's been double. They've had double the time to, you know, get their stuff together. And if you didn't do it, sucks to suck. Pretty much, uh, but yeah, pretty much that's what I think too. But. Uh, that's it for our nerd news. We're going to head into our roundtable review. Dorian, let's talk about what we so, got. Just one thing on the agenda this week. It's Falcon Winter Soldier Episode 3. So we're talking about it. We're spoiling it. Shut yep. out the podcast. Go watch it or just don't care. So um, so just kind of a you know, brief synopsis on what we got. Why don't you uh, start us off with that here, Brett? Oh yeah. Uh so we it was a heist like episode slash spy espionage. Uh the boys are desperate. When I say the boys, I mean uh Falcon Winter Soldier. We're not talking about the yeah. discount boys, which happen to be uh fake Captain America oh, yeah. and Battlestar. And Battlestar. Um yep. yeah. The boys are desperate and break out Baron Zemo. So we knew this was coming. Uh he's in the trailers, you know, we got the full mask and everything. And um, the episode kind of has to do a lot with too with Bucky obviously having his a hard time working for uh, Hydra obviously uh, and working through that and so they kind of go undercover but basically they're trying to find leads on who has the super soldier serum and Baron Zemo kind of knows some people who might have some answers for him. Uh, we get some pretty cool uh, action, like not as much as the last episode, but Sharon Carter shows up and is kind of a bad mamma jamma, honestly. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, you know that's that's essentially uh, what was the name of the city that they were in too? I can't remember the name of it. Uh, Ma- Madripoor, I want to say, which is yeah, like apparently which uh, has yeah, links to X Men. Has like X, yeah, yeah. So, so they're in that, that town. For the majority of the the episode, but it was kind of cool, you know. We got to see the how Baron breaks out of jail, uh, you know, with the help of Winter Soldier and Falcon, and uh, how they're kind of going about figuring out where the serum is. It's, it's a pretty solid episode, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I so. mean, I I completely agree. I mean, you know, like uh, like you mentioned earlier, very like espionage thriller. Uh, episode like had those Jason Bourne vibes like special like very much so like uh almost like it was like almost a different show at that point like compared to like the first yeah definitely or- yeah definitely a different tone uh but I really like what they're doing here because it feels like a movie every week honestly like yeah. um you know with the Jason Bourne stuff going on there's there's other stuff that happens, like the Flag Smasher little arc they had in this one. It's like you can see what Marvel's trying to do, and then they kind of bait and switch you. And you could probably talk about yeah. that a little bit, but yeah, no, um, 
And then, like, uh, real quick on Sharon Carter. I mean, yeah, no, she kicks a lot of butt in this uh, episode. But she's also very different from uh, the person that we saw in, like, Winter Soldier and uh, especially Civil War here. She's, you know, become very disillusioned with, uh, you know, the whole idea of, like, you know, serving her government because she was a CIA agent. She went rogue uh, for, you know, a good cause, in my opinion. And basically... has been pretty much off the grid and on the run ever since. So she, she felt like she got uh, dealt the short end of the stick and her attitude and her kind of mindset really reflects that on this one here. But, um, but yeah, we got, we, we get a little bit more development on uh, John Walker's side. We're definitely seeing like the less uh, heroic aspects of uh, his uh, character and personality that I think we were all expecting from this point. Uh, We, yeah, he's a he's a big whiner. He is, and he's also uh, he's also <laughs> one of those guys that legitimately like doesn't care like what methods uh, uh, are used as long as the job gets done here. Essentially, so so uh, that being right. said, um, there is an attempt to humanize the flag smashers for a second. You know, they're kind of talking about like who they wanted to be yeah. and like blah 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 and then you know they go rob this uh building of uh for like one of the main companies that exists now that's trying to you know help restore balance to the world after you know the blip or whatever here and uh but then but then like they just straight up blow up those dudes when they had them tied up for really no reason so yeah kind of a bait and switch you know kind of yeah kind of showing like you know, these guys have like a little bit of like a, a human element, but they have, but they have like this uh, mentality that the only way that they're going to understand us is through violence. And that's just what we're going to do, even when it's not necessary. Um, I mean, all in all, solid episode. I mean, some things to nitpick. Uh, I mean, I like how much that they're willing to uh, trust Zemo. It's like, Especially even like after yeah, he sh- that was a he joke. Shoots, I thought, yeah, he shoots the dude and he just pulls up in the car. He's like, "Hey, we're still friends, right?" And they're like, "Yeah, we're still friends. Let's get in the car." <laughs> yeah, uh, that was so weird. It, yeah. it, it's it's very <laughs> weird, you know. Especially considering how like this is like the equivalent. Like this guy is like the equivalent of Osama bin Laden in the Marvel universe. Here, you know, he killed, uh, you know, uh. T'Challa's uh dad he started like a whole international incident and you know they're walking around with him in broad daylight down the streets and stuff like that I'm just like okay that's yeah takes me out of it a little bit um and also the action was just not as dope this go around I mean granted they were going more for like the Jason Bourne style action not the you know Marvel movie action that we kind of got in uh the last two episodes, but all in all, solid episode. I mean, definitely, definitely interested to see where it keeps going. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think it was interesting how easily they trusted Zemo as well, especially after all he did. No uh, kidding. And that they can keep going with him, no, like the whole time where I was like, I thought they were gonna freaking bust him, like bust him up when he he shot the 
So basically, there's this guy who is recreating the super soldier serum, which I'm still kind of hesitant on how he actually got it. I didn't really understand who he was talking about uh, when it comes to someone who had traces of the super soldier serum in their blood. Um, but basically, yeah. he extracted it from someone. Well, I'm guessing it might be Isaiah Bradley um, when he was working for the pos- government. So, Yeah, possibly because, I mean, they like in the last episode, they said they... Uh, uh, Isaiah Bradley said that they locked him up and they experimented on him. So that could be one of the, one of the people. Also, the people that uh, we saw briefly as kind of a bait and switch in uh, Civil War, like the other five Winter Soldiers that were made, but they oh yeah they couldn't true. be controlled. So and they got put on ice and all that. They could have been they could have been yeah. uh, potentially uh, that's true one of those guys, but you know hard to say. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I thought the episode was overall really good. It wasn't as action-packed as more espionage, like they're, yep. you know, going undercover, stuff like that. Still a really good episode. Um, you know, I'd probably give it like an 8 out of 10, just like the other ones have been, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, that's but yeah, that's where I would put it, too. Yep, well, that's it, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Check us out on our social medias, all those good things. Subscribe, leave a like, leave a comment. And a review. Have an awesome week. Remember, everyone's a nerd about something.